We're back. We are back. It's 2022. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. Yeah, it's a brand new year. We're we it's been a it's been a calendar year. It's been a calendar year since our last episode. We didn't bring them as many episodes as we promised. We didn't, but you know what we did. That's why it's a new year. Did you know that uh people that set new year's resolutions 93% of those new year's resolutions will not be followed through on. That sounds so like So I think the point of this episode is don't set don't set any new year's resolutions, man. Goal setting's great, but don't be like, "Hey man, by the end of this year, I want to be a millionaire." Yeah. <laughs> no, and 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 set goals that you can achieve, right? Right. Like bite off what you can chew. Totally. Um, 100%. No, it, it's we didn't record as many episodes as we we wanted, but I felt towards the end of the year and especially that we continued to record no matter what. No right. Matter yeah, we were still we were still we with I think we had probably one or two more episodes than we did the year before. Right. And the year before was like, you know, the true like pandemic year like yeah. which you would have thought we would have done a little more but things are crazy things were kind of crazy and it was tough to like maybe you know get together just not knowing like you know exposure levels that type of thing trying you know. to trying to be responsible responsible healthy like keep everyone safe i think i think we're going to be in a better spot in 2022 i and think i think we're probably going to get back to maybe that 12 to 13 episode Yes. You know, once a month. Yes. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you, you know, we're, we're, it's only got more comfortable at the end of the year. And I felt like the preparation, the process of like getting an episode together, we're really, we really know what we're going to do. We, we publish the episode a little quicker than, we, right. you know, right. we, the subject matter is a little, you, you plan the notes a little differently so that depending on when whoever's listening right it's 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 relative it's uh it's yes. relevant it's relevant we're yeah. working on on that and so it's it was a successful year for sure i i'm i'm stoked and i know i'm still taking a hiatus when interviewing anybody else but it's because i enjoy doing this more. right right and you know i wanted ultimately to do something like this right the most yeah and it's been a blast man it, it's it was, been fun man it's crazy to think that we're still doing it after you know as long yeah. as we have, um, I'm well, glad that we still are. I'm I'm super thankful that you came to me like you know almost three years ago now and said, "Hey man, have you ever thought about this?" And I was at the time was like, "Man, I've thought about that a lot, but like I just didn't know how to get started with it. I didn't have the equipment. I just didn't know what to do." Um, and I'm also kind of like, "Dude, I don't know who I like. I have friends that are I could like bring on each episode, but like." You know, what if I, I can't find someone for an episode and have to just sit there and talk to myself the entire time? Like, yeah, that's, no one that's, wants to monologue. That's, that's tough, you know? Some oh, people yeah. do it very, very well, right? Yes, um, of course. You know who I think does a really good job of it is, like, Chael Sonnen with Bad Guy Inc. Like, yes. You know, like, yeah, he can tell really a story good. and talk to you and be in front of the camera and not have a conversation with anybody at all. Um, yeah, but, it just leads you, leads you along. Yeah, You know, gives totally. you information to where you're... You're taking for a ride. Yeah. And, and, and asking you about it, it was like, you know, it's a commitment, you know, it's asking somebody to take a lot of risk. It's totally. Set aside a lot of time, you know, step outside it, of their comfort zone. Maybe yes, a little bit. You got to yeah. learn and learn and, and, and get better and keep finding a way to say, oh, how can we, how can we be present a better product? And, um, 
you know, and sticking with it is tough. Like it's, it, it's 100%. tough. Yeah. And, um, it's just been, been great. And it, and I, I can see where even just like our, our little show, you know, where we get together, we talk about whatever we want to talk about. Like I have already seen how it's improved in my professional life and my personal life. Like every little thing you do is going to stack up and it's going to, it's going to amount to something and you're going to, you're going to find a benefit from it. Totally. And it's been a blast. Yeah, man. And, and you know, we were pretty freaking accurate with some of our picks. Yeah. Like we, we, our, yeah, our there were some stuff that definitely came to fruition. There were some stuff we were probably wrong on, but like, we're, That's, you know, naturally, like we don't do this. We don't, you know, we don't run this podcast thinking that we know the answers to everything. Um, I think we, we do it because we're like, what if, right? Right. More of the what if or like, what can we look forward to? What can we talk about looking forward to in a, yeah. in a meaningful way for like, you know, other sports enthusiasts? Yeah, they're um, getting something out of it. Still. Right, it's exactly. Not just another regurgitation of, of what, because you see, you see it in not just like sports talk industry, but just in media industries in general is trends, you know, right. everybody talking about the same thing or doing the same thing or their own spin or take on the same thing. And I think what has always, what people always, have like supported is the unique and the different and and the the individual perspective to a a known craft and if you can tap into that if you can bring something just a little bit different that people didn't know they needed in their life i mean that's what it's all about yeah and yeah and, and trying you don't you're not going to get there if you don't try so you got to keep couldn't agree more keep taking um taking reps taking at bats absolutely what Absolutely. number episode are we on right now? Episode 25, 25, Making the Cut with Corbin Trev. Uh, it is the first episode of 2022. Um, yeah, and a lot of good, lot of good stuff uh, to talk about on this episode. We'll obviously highlight our beloved MMA segment, yeah. talk some NBA, some NFL with Wildcard Weekend coming up. Yep. Got a new segment that we're uh, launching here towards the end of the episode called Trust or Bust. Stay tuned for that. Uh, and of course, our uh, our we always end our uh, episodes with walk offs. So yeah. some of the uh, cool achievements, yeah, some of the cool achievements um, and walk offs. We've had uh, some time. Yeah, we've, we've had some time since. Our, yeah, there's there's a, there's some really good ones. So excited to get into that. But before we before we get into the episode, man, what's been new with you since the last episode? Yeah. Everything good with the fam? How was the holiday season? Holidays went was well went well. We got we were we all got COVID right before Christmas. Oh no! Which is yeah, it is brutal, brutal. You know, I think everybody's getting it now this time. Everybody's doing it, man. (laughs) It's the thing. It's the total thing. Do the COVID, man. Yeah, but we pretty soon it's gonna be a dance. You know, (laughs) like on YouTube. You know it's gonna. Yeah, like like it'll be it'll be like the doggy, but like do the COVID. Yes. You know, yeah. Do the I think it's just gonna be someone coughing, like they're dabbing, you know, but like they're coughing this time. Yeah, yeah. So. They're they're masking <clears throat> up or something. Like yeah, mask off. Mask off. Yeah, yeah. something uh, like that. It'll be some someone will write uh like a hip hop song about it, and it'll be like the the COVID or something like that. You know, yeah. or I bet I could I could be wrong here, but maybe there's an artist that like his stage name will be the COVID. Yeah, moving like forward, little COVID because he's super nasty. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Yeah. And 
And we're joking, but I mean, ill, ill, ill to COVID. Ill to COVID. <laughs> and we're joking because it's not, you know, something that would typically be joking about. People have lost their lives to it, so we're trying to, and, and you know, we've known be a little lighthearted about it. Lost but their lives to it. Yeah, you know, personally. Yeah, but, but we, you know, we got through it, and it's, and we can. Yeah, we can say that now, and it feels good to to check that off. I guess. Yeah. If it was ultimately inevitable, then right there it is. Right. But it it was perfect time to have it because no one else was doing anything around the holidays. So yeah. didn't really miss much work. And that's good. We, we laid low. The kids had, you know, plenty of gifts to open and everything. And our Christmas was fantastic. And so was it pretty mild or did you guys, were you guys pretty, you was it like really down and out tired for the first few days. Once, yeah. once we like, we're like, Oh dang, we're sick. We should probably get a COVID test. We tested. It was positive. Like that afternoon or that day after, we were just out for a good 48 yeah. hours, just, just sleeping, just yeah. resting. Yeah. So, um, and then once that was going, it, you just slowly got better. I feel. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I know I was, I was having some beers by Christmas Eve, Christmas. Well, that's day. good. Yeah. That's how you well, and didn't this, good. So that would have been like probably right around the time that the CDC like went from 10 to five right day quarantine middle of our quarantine okay so, so that probably made it a little a nicer week. if you guys were feeling better by a specific day which yes exactly not saying that you should go out in public but which we you could we stayed chill and um we we were able to just really stay at home you know there's a lot of snow and we would go out and play in the field and it's not like we couldn't do things still and right the kids it, it like barely dented them like thank goodness and so once that was over, it's like, all right, we're we're um, we're just gonna get to our holiday. We were gonna try and do some skiing and stuff like that. That's still the goal. You know, Sweet. That's still what we're working. Well, on. shoot, we've got as much snow as we've gotten in the mountains in the last like two weeks. I would it's definitely be fine. Yeah, it's gonna be a long season. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we're, we're five feet over in the Cascades, dude. In like a matter of right, they're a shutting week. down passes and stuff. Yeah, like Snoqualmie just opened up at like. What on Sunday evening after like right. being closed since right. Wednesday night, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was gonna Thursday try night, to go over Thursday, to him and I couldn't make it. Yeah. But uh, ultimately, it was the weather was so gnarly. It's like why? I, I, so I didn't. when you do that, just <clears throat> side <clears throat> side question here: Do you usually take Snoqualmie and then go up, yeah, or do you yeah. do you ever go through Stevens? I have, and it's just I can't do it anymore. And I've told this to anybody who asks: It's it's fun once in your life in the middle of summer when it's not a big traveling weekend like if you randomly are driving to the west side and it's the middle of summer sure take stevens if you don't have any plans but if it's a three-day weekend or any of that like, yeah you just got to go 90 um it's two lanes yeah the whole way <clears throat> you get stuck it's like the same thing going down to boise to visit my dad and stepmom and my family down there is that you you can go the scenic route but it adds like two hours it yeah. feels like yeah. two hours. Yeah. You're already long journey. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just, I've done it so many times now. I'm, I can't do it anymore. It probably doesn't cut off too much time in the long, in the long haul. It, no. And in fact, it'll sometimes add times. Like if you're going down to Boise and you get stuck along the river behind somebody in a camper trailer, yeah. like yeah. you're going 35, 40 miles an hour <laughs> for the rest of the time. So, yeah. but it's, you know, we, we, we were good, and we was going to try and get over to Bellingham, but it didn't. But it, we got a nice little surprise. Millie's going to come over. Isaiah's birthday is next weekend, so she's going to surprise yeah. the kids come over. 22nd, right? Yes, exactly. You freaking 
wonderful memory you have. That's there, Paige's sir. birthday too. Oh, cool! Shout out to Paige. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Congrats to them as well. I mean, they've got a lot to look forward yeah. to. This, yeah. This stuff coming. Yeah. This year, right? This Wedding. October, yeah, yeah. This October. Yeah, man. Um. So. You know, I I made some goals for the year, not New Year's resolutions, but some goals. Okay. And um, we're just chipping away at those. And so it feels good to get through COVID and hit still mid-January and we're able to kind of like, ah, I've got some momentum. Still, yeah. You know? Right. And so we're, we're good, right. man. We're, we've been doing great. Right on. Yeah. Any, um... Any new series, any movies, any... We've uh, been going through a little Star Wars stuff. We've been watching the new Boba Fett, which everybody's yeah, probably watching. The book of Boba Fett. I yeah. watched the first episode. I have not watched episode two yet, so no spoilers. Dude, my, my wife and Isaiah really <laughs> like it for some reason. It's... So. I mean, it's great. I... um, The first time I put it on, I, I fell asleep, and I was yeah dog-tired one night, so I just didn't make it through. I, I probably watched the first... 15 to 20 minutes before I fell asleep. So I had to go back and watch it, but I really liked the first episode. I think it's going to be good. I was a big fan of the Mandalorian, of course. Right. right. So fantastic. The, the best thing for star Wars since star. Wars. Yeah, absolutely. So it, and we, we watched the first prequel movie because we've been playing this tabletop miniatures game called X wing, where you literally are little star Wars ships. And you yeah, fly yeah. Yeah. Around and shoot okay. each other. We even have we during quarantine, you know, we broke out basically every game we could, and and um, that's been a lot of fun. It's it's like my version of D and D, you know, because it's okay. like it's like D and D light because you're still tabletop gaming, you know, with miniatures. There's scenarios, blah blah blah, but it's not like, my, you know, my kids aren't there yet to like build a character and yeah. stats and stuff. Yeah, but it's a dice game, you know, ships have different attributes, and you roll. Uh, attack die and evasion die and it's a lot of fun sweet yeah we'll have to play it sometime yeah no i'm i'm down yeah. sounds like it would be uh well maybe not along the lines of Catan, but i could probably dig it like it's, I it's like more action oriented but yeah. it's 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 a tabletop game with pieces and yeah. you gotta be strategic yeah. for sure so yeah. it's Catan's, you know classic obviously for sure what about you man what's up what's up uh, holiday season was good. A lot of time with family. I took some time off from work, which was great. Um, so wrapped a couple of, I, I wrapped a bunch of vacation days from like a one week yeah. into, in, into another in between like right shortly before Christmas and then between Christmas and New Year. So it was nice to have like kind of 12 days disconnected from work completely, which was sweet. That's a huge um, break. <clears throat> yeah, man, just staying staying busy with work obviously we've got uh, a little one on the way yeah um i can't i don't know if we've talked about that on the last episode or not we so didn't. if i if i if i am telling everyone uh my wife and i are expecting she's doing april um we did say you're expecting we just didn't we didn't reveal anything else yeah we didn't reveal the uh the sex of the baby which is super exciting because i was the last of my kind and no longer will i be <laughs> The sharp name will live on, uh, <laughs> so the weight is off my shoulders for carrying on the name now. Yes. Yeah, we're having a baby boy due April 20th. That's correct. He will be a rebel before I can even start the parenting process, <laughs> unfortunately. He's going to be everybody's favorite birthday. I know, everybody's favorite birthday. Hey, man. <laughs> Happy birthday, bro. <laughs> Anyways, um, but yeah, that's super exciting. Carly's doing really well, super healthy, 
been playing in like a weekly like cornhole league slash if it's not league there's like some events that they put on each week tourneys yeah tourneys and stuff so i've been doing that regularly i've been trying to play at least once a week and throw like on another day if i can um just to like practice and stuff uh and so that's taken up a little bit of time which is fun it's kind of i've always wanted to be part of like a league night you know at like an older age like whether it be bowling or Oh and yeah, then, yeah, and this is kind of like the the game of cornhole is really kind of taken off a lot just in the last couple of years. I mean, it's it's growing immensely and very. Dude, we very played fast. it at our Christmas party, man. It is popular. Yeah, yeah, it's it bags is <laughs> it's become very very popular to the point where like I'm I've already started this nice collection of bags that <laughs> I I don't know what to do with. Um, but like you kind of get into this, like oh, I want those, and I'll play with those. And it, it's to Bro, the point I where like spent, I just spent fifty dollars on Star Wars ships. You don't go. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's been good. We're starting to remodel on our kitchen mm-hmm. on Monday. I know, crazy, right? Like, what are you doing? You're about to be father, and you guys are gonna start a kitchen remodel with four months left until the baby's due. Talk about major stress, right? I know. Um, my wife's crazy. I'm not. Uh, and so, yeah, but no, that, that's, we're, we're pretty, we're pretty excited about that. It's going to really Absolutely. open up the floor plan up there and it'll be nice for like hosting and events and having people over and whatnot. So, well, and just, you know, you guys are establishing your roots here and everything and yeah. make your house. Yeah. It was that more. or like, Hey, let's cash out and try to buy a more expensive right. house. Right. Um, which is, which... That's what my wife's trying to talk me into doing. <laughs> yeah, don't let her do it. And, well, and the, <laughs> you know, and she she knows my stance on it. And anybody who asks me, I I love my house. I love where I live. Right. I love, you know, I love living close to you. And yeah. Um. And not I that lo- you'd probably move too far away, but no, we'd be valley people yeah. still for yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't think that'll I'll ever get Kendria out of the valley, but yeah, we um. You know, my house, I like the position it is in the neighborhood. I like how close I am. So many things. And, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it would be cool to be in something maybe bigger or maybe different. But there's so many trade-offs. And I've, yeah, you know, I've already owned. An, I've, this is our second house we've yeah. lived in. So yeah. kind of, kind of want to stay, you know. Don't want to have to move again. I know. I mean, I'll never forget the time that I had to move like five times in a matter of two years. And I was like. I don't want to ever have to do this again. It, it kills you. Yeah. And, you know, we moved into our house when Kendria was pregnant with Isaiah, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you're you seeing how how limited that a pregnant woman is allowed yeah. to even yeah. move. And so... um, It's weird, too. Like, it, the, the light bulb kind of turns on automatically. Like, I can't tell you how many times where I've caught my wife trying to pick something up that's more than 25 pounds. And I'm like, no! Yeah. No! Hey, like, point hey, at her hey, and I'm like... Hey, Put that thing down yeah. or don't even try, you know, like, let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. You know, so yeah, you got your it's these. your instincts, I guess. I don't know if that's part of like just becoming a parent right away. But. No, it is. And you need to trust those as they develop for you, as you, however it is yeah. that you develop as a parent, because your experience is going to be infinitely unique to you. And um, mm. you trust those because you've gotten this far. Yeah. You know, you've, you've, you trust yourself mm-hmm. and so keep doing that and and honestly like you're not you know I, me and Kendra would talk about this like you're gonna mess your kids up 
trying to not mess them up so hard, you know? Mm -hmm. So everything you do is, is for better or worse is going to leave an imprint and it's just, sometimes it's going to be bad. Sometimes it's going to be good. And your goal is to do it more good as often as possible. Right. And it's inevitable to do something wrong, but your your gut, like will tell you like, ah, man, I think my kid's sick right now. Or I don't think they, you know, I don't think they like that. Or you're just going to tell you're going to, you know, they're half you like literally somehow we got wireless communication going on (laughs) somehow telekinesis exactly yeah well congrats man yeah man i appreciate it yeah it should be a a fun and exciting start to the year and i'm uh i'm excited to just you know start that whole lots of change all the changes will be fun lots of yeah lots of good um you should want, we uh should we get into it? Yeah, should you want to uh, kick off with MMA? Yeah, let's uh let's kick off with some MMA. A uh, lot has happened since we last talked. Um man, a quick uh I did want to do a quick even though it's happened a few weeks ago, I wanted to recognize um and recap UFC 269 cuz some pretty monumental shit happened. Dude. Um, Dude. Our hometown girl, Juliana Pena, defeated arguably what is considered the GOAT. The GOAT. Amanda Nunez by rear naked choke in the second round. And to tell you the truth, she, I think she out, from a striking standpoint, she definitely beat her up. And I she think, took some pretty, took some pretty big punches herself too, dude. Like, yeah, man. I mean, you go, you knew she was in a fight. Like with Amanda. she, yeah, she was in, she was in a dog fight. And um, man, I, I called that, I called that fight perfectly. That's right. And I want to ask before we get too far in the MMA, our our calendar year ended for the U, the fantasy league. The fantasy league did, ended. Did you? How did you end? I did not. I did not end up in the top five. God, I was throughout it, most of the season. I was sitting there at. In like second or third place, and it just had some cards where I crumbled at the end, and I took some chances I probably shouldn't have taken that early. Maybe um, I should have played it a little more safe in like June and July, and I didn't. I was overzealous. Um, so your ultimate standing, what was it? I think I finished seventh or eighth. Okay. Yeah. So just outside the money. Yeah. But I had a I had a pretty good card that night, just not a big enough card. The, yeah. What screwed me was the fact that there was four other people who took Pena. Yeah, um, that's the it's and, weird and I split that. had I split the points between one other person, it might have put me in the money. Right. But I split it with four people. I got the round correct, I got the finish correct, but I think I split points on the finish too with this being submission. Um there was a few others that thought that it would end a submission. And granted that was the fight that night where I think a lot of people that maybe were sitting on the outside looking in like hey i gotta take a chance here yeah that's the fight you take a chance on right? yeah right, right with of all the fights that were on the card that night that was probably the one was you have she to... a plus plus yeah i mean she was a she was a huge underdog i mean i'm gonna say 900 but i'm not sure if that was accurate i yeah i we'd have we'd have to go back and look what the odds yeah, were I'll, but, I'll do that right now um but yeah uh, congratulations to Juliana Pena on her defeat and becoming the women's, uh, is it bantamweight champion? Bantamweight champion. Um, Amanda still holds the featherweight title, correct? Yeah. So, 
Um, Charles Oliveira was, you know, just an old dog with the same tricks, man. <laughs> That's Dude. not typically how the statement goes, but uh, uh, defeats Dustin Poirier, um, took his back, man. Like it was, it was tough to see that happen. I felt, I felt bad for DP, and he I know, his second, is his second time getting an opportunity like that, and you just kind of submission wonder, loss and the yeah, two submission two losses. submission losses, and he's a you know he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu. and right. He, he knew, he knew too. He told himself, I made some mistakes. I shouldn't have let him do this and that, you know, from a striking standpoint. And you just kind of knew once they got on the ground, you're like, oh, yeah, like, here we go. You know, like, and not that obviously I was pulling for DP, but I, I like Charles a lot. I'm, I'm super, super happy for him and everything he's accomplished, you know, like he's, He's just one of those guys that Dude, has he's his ne- he's, he never doubts himself. He's cool, calm, collected. He's been in so many situations where you're like, dude, he's going to lose his fight. And then all of a sudden, like with Michael Chandler, a perfect example. Dude, dude. he's getting his ass beat by Michael Chandler and turned scary. around and just, boom, knocked him out. Second, you know, came out in the second round, just did his thing. Andy's out in the favelas handing out rice and, and food and stuff and packets, like real things for people yeah. to like eat yeah. and cook and fill bellies with. Yeah. He's yeah, he's a, a good guy. person. He's a good person. Yeah. Um, uh, Pena was a plus 65 real quick, just so there's 650, just so you okay. get checked, fact check yeah. that. Not a, yeah. Nunez was a negative 1,000. That's what I Okay. Mean. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think's next for Dustin? Do you think he goes up to seventy? I think 70? he should do. Yeah, I think he should go up to seventy if he can, because there's some people like he should go after the fun fights. He yeah. should he should fight Colby Covington. Yeah, I would He's, agree. You know, he should go. I think that you know, we'll when we'll talk about this in a little bit, but like, you know, it'll be interesting to see. If that becomes like a reoccurring theme, like the whole American top team thing versus Colby Covington. Ah, yeah. You know, like, are they all going to get their turns with him? You know what I mean? If I was Dana, you have to. Yeah, I I think that there's enough, there's probably enough money in it that, like, it makes sense. Fans Um, are going to be, the fans are going to sign up. Yeah. They want to see Colby lose. I'm, yeah. But we'll talk a little bit more about that with uh, the upcoming announcement or the announcement that was just made. But um, yeah, I, I think that makes sense. I think he goes up. I did hear that Oliviero wanted to go up and eventually have like oh. a super fight with Usman. Whoa. Which I'm like, Oof. yeah, I don't know. That's a tall order, but he's well, you're talking skinny. to, yeah, you're, ta- <laughs> you're talking about a guy that Usman probably walks around at 210. I bet. Yeah. He's enormous. Looking. He's just massive for that weight. And Oliveira looks like a lean guy. There's no way around it. Yeah, I think, well, depending on what happens between Adesanya and Whitaker, I I think that Usman and Adesanya is probably more likely to happen before, like, Oliviera and Usman does. I don't know why that would... That'd be... That's that's fun. But... That's really fun. How about Kai Kara France, man? Don't blink, literally, because you will get knocked out. Dude, that was in Cody's Cody's debut at 125, I Cody know. Garbrandt. I felt bad for him, dude. I, I, we all, we all, it does. Every time it's Cody su- loses, it, it sucks, sucks every time he loses, man. Even if um, you're not a fan, you kind of like, you got to appreciate what he brings to the UFC. Yeah. And the, the tough part about that fight for me is like, okay, you got a guy who's been fighting at 125, so he's been training at it. He's used to it. Colby ha- or Cody had to cut all that weight. 
right? Didn't really look super healthy doing it. No. Um, even though he no said he, looks... even though he said he, he felt good. He felt good. Right. Um, and he probably had some weight he could have cut because he was not the leanest one thirty five. The the talent that's coming out of city kickboxing right now, man, it's it. I mean, it's undeniable. It's it's revolutionary. And it's... they just announced that uh, Kai's gonna fight Oskarov for okay. And whoever wins that, I'll get the the chance Which, to fight Figs or Moreno. Did you know Moreno. Kai's already lost to Moreno once? I believe it. Yeah. Was it like two I, years ago? It was. It, I don't know when it was, but I just saw it. I was like, oh, yeah. damn, they've already fought. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's sixth, so. Yeah. In, in a pretty slim division, right? Like 125 is not super stacked. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of those guys are fighting this weekend. Like Rogerio Bontarin is fighting, Um, was it Brandon Royville? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Brandon Royville is a fun, fun guy Um, watch. So I think those I think Bonterin's like fourth, maybe fifth. I could be wrong there, but yeah, the flyweights. It's not a super stacked division by any means, um, but that that um, Oscar Oscarov and Kaikara France fight should be a good one. That that could be a banger. So. Um. So you're saying does Kai get a shot at Moreno Figueredo? No, whoever wins Figueredo. that should because he's sixth and Oskarov's two. Oh, there you go. So boom, it's it. That's I mean, I would fight. I would think if if Kai beats him, if Pi, if Kai beats Askarov, then I don't know why he wouldn't get a shot at, at Moreno or Figueredo. Whoever wins that fight, right? Um, which is later this month. So, uh. Shoot! Oh, Calvin Kate, Calvin Cater and Giga that fight night, dude. I forgot that that was happening. That's this weekend, which is that's a that's a pretty that's incredible. Saturday evening. What are you doing, man? Yeah, well, what are you doing? I know, I know. We what are we doing? Is what I should be I should I'll, be asking. We're actually going to be out of town. Oh, that's this right, weekend, you're leaving. But but we will be in spirit, and I'll be texting you guys. What's, we'll what FaceTime. We'll yeah, FaceTime. yeah, we should do that especially for the main event. Um, yeah, that's going to be incredible because Giga is on a run. Mm-hmm. Calvin Cater's, you know, he had a little setback against Max. He's a mauler, man. But he's right there. Um, and before that, I mean, he was he was beating everybody. Yeah. Except for Zabit Nurmagomedov. But I remember that fight. Yeah, and, is Zabit ever going to fight again? And if that fight was a full five-round main event like it was supposed to be that was going to be Zabit's first you know UFC loss or whatever yeah if he's lost yeah. before I think I re- if I remember correctly Calvin was like begging him to hit him at the end of the fight wasn't he yeah he was Zabit was tired and Cater was trying to he wanted he was to like engage. licking the blood or whatever I don't know yeah yeah <clears throat> you could tell he, he wanted two more rounds yes he was ready for it but yeah, I, I'm gonna say Giga takes this one yeah, he's got the momentum. He's super talented. I mean, he was ready for Volkanovski, and Volkanovski kind of was like, "Sorry, dude, you're fighting the fifth ranked guy. I can't. Yeah, he, I can't take he that." He said, "Not yet. Not yet." Um, but with a win over Cater, I mean, he solidifies him a shot here, probably in the next fight or two. That's what Max did. I mean, Max whooped <clears throat> Cater up, and then I was super impressed with Giga's last. Um, 
performance. Yeah, because he just... He freaking just went into assault mode Yeah, and then didn't stop. Yeah, wasn't it against uh, Barbosa? You're right, yes. It's in Barbosa. Yeah. And, and it just... Barbosa's a tough dude. He's yeah. like, first round, you're not going to take Barbosa out. No. Like, he's, you're going to get a murderous first round. Well, and those leg kicks are always just treacherous, he's dude. He's so scary when yeah. he kicks people. It's so weird. Yeah. But Giga did. Giga held his own. I mean, he, he laid down the law that night. That was impressive. That yeah, was, I, that's when it. I was like, okay, th- this this guy is the next probably big big thing for this division. Or at least to, he'll mix it up even more. Yeah. And you know, if he doesn't get it, he's number eight right now. If he let's say some reason he doesn't beat Calvin, um, match him up against the beat and get make the beat earn, you know, earn. Yeah, because he's bit out more. of the rankings now, isn't he? Because he hasn't fought for so long. I did not know that, but I wouldn't be surprised, man. I, I well, I'm, I don't quote me on that. We might need to fact check that, but I yeah, look it up I, right I can't imagine that Zabit's still ranked after not fighting as long. He can't be ranked in the top ten, in my opinion. But you know, I you don't know make, what I I'm gonna get this rules, year. So. You know what I'm gonna get this year is I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get a little table, a little portable table, and arms, or I'll get some arms that we can just connect here, and we're gonna we're gonna stop holding these mics this year. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And that way we can have our hands free. We, we can get the, the screen buddies, too, so we can spit through them and everything. You know, they don't have to yeah. worry about, like, disinfecting these Ex- after every exactly. time. Because I'm totally cleaning them every time. <laughs> um, does it say he's ranked, bro? I think you're right. I think they kicked him off. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure if you don't fight for a specific period of time, like, you automatically are forfeiting your ranking within that. Oh, you're right. In April 26th of last year, he was removed. Damn, he's been removed for basically a year then. At the time, he was ranked number three. Did he have some issues with his visa? His No, he said he was suffering from health issues with his immune system. Oh, uh, okay. But he's. It, it looks like Mark Henry announced he's returning soon. In, in September, he said that. Okay. So, well, hopefully he's okay. You know who else you know? had those problems? Um, didn't Chemayev? Yes, yeah. He, had he some, like damn near died, didn't he? Yeah, he had some health scare for sure. Yeah. So, um, you know, hopefully everybody's okay. Yeah. Who do you think you taking that Giga? Or yeah. Kater? I I hope it I hope it's a war. I gotta give the momentum to to Giga in this one, but I wouldn't be surprised if Cater they get in like a an exchange where Cater knocks him out. Okay. I think it's gonna be one of those. <clears throat> Giga showed that he was pretty tough with that Barbosa fight. I'm interested to see how he handles Cater's power. So, if uh, they get in an exchange, I wouldn't be surprised to see if like Cater land like a crazy KO. But I do, th- <clears throat> I think it'll go to the distance if I'm a betting man. Five rounds though. That means they're going five rounds. Yeah, it's a full, full ass fight. Might like it might end up making make it might make that caters a beat fight look like child's play, right? Right, no <laughs> kidding. And that was a hell of a fight. That was a great fight. <clears throat> featherweight, featherweight is a pretty incredible division. Uh, it's so stacked. Yeah, it's so stacked. Um, two seventies coming up. Yeah, hot start. 
2022. Yeah, we got two title fights on that card. Francis Ngannou and, and Cyril Gain. Yep, Francis Ngannou, uh, and then, Cyril Gain, and uh, Brandon Moreno and da- uh, Davison Figueredo for the third time. The rubber match. How do you feel about that? You you okay with that or? <clears throat> Am I okay? Clarify. Am I, mean, I okay that they're giving Davison a shot again? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Like, what would you have done? Or what would you have liked to see instead? I guess... I guess it's really tough considering that first fight. They were both on short notice. Mm-hmm. It was such an incredible fight. And something happened between then and the second one. Davison lost some sort of mental toughness because he was always the scariest dude in the ring, you know, but a lot of it though because of his size yeah like he's a big 25er right right he's kind of bullying folks yeah um because didn't he miss didn't he damn near miss weight or something like that uh, he's he looked like he had some tough cuts that's for sure he did um, not, it did not look fun for him yeah but i mean i guess i guess davison was did he have any defenses besides that one before he um fought Brandon or excuse me yeah Brandon Moreno um yeah he had the title cuz he um didn't he beat uh who did he take Joe Bene, Bene, yeah Benavides Benavides yep um for the vacant title after they stripped Cejudo yeah um did they do that twice Gosh, I want to. Th- I want to say that he also. Oh yeah, this is the. F- Wait, Alex Perez. He defended it against Alex Perez, and that's what the short note fight fight brought Brandon Moreno into the mix. Then Moreno subbed him in round three. All right, never mind. It's not he that lost it to didn't. No, that was a okay. That was after. <clears throat> oh, that would have been too long ago. I don't think he was the because Cejudo was the champ at the time. I want to say Cejudo was the champ in 2019. Still, right? Yes. I couldn't remember if Figueredo and Pantoja was a championship fight or not, but I don't think it was. Because after that, Davison actually lost a decision to uh, UCA Formiga. Interesting. Yeah. After that, Movsar Evlov? I don't even know who that is. Uh, that's the Battle of the Undefeateds. That's going to be a great fight, man. I know this. Aya Tapura. Ilya Tapura is supposed to be like the. They think he will be the fight. He could get like a, <clears throat> like some sort of up and comer like fighter of the year. He's on the lookout for like to have one of the biggest years in UFC. Interesting. He's only got one fight in the UFC before. Yeah, this. they're just they're super high on him. Excited for him. <clears throat> it should be interesting. A good a good <clears throat> test for him. And it looks like the, his opponent has only had two fights in the UFC since. 
with two decision wins. Um, yeah. Dude, uh, and then after that, Greg Hardy and Alexi Olenek, which is a weird one. Yeah, there's some there's some interesting... The two title fights and then that the battle of the undefeated, um, Evlov and <clears throat> Tapuria, the, those are the kind of the fights that make the card. The other ones are like, they're on there, and no disrespect to those guys, but I just, you know. Yeah, I mean... You know, and a lot of the time you're having to deal with like what fighters are ready for for that card. So Right. You know, it's you're you're also dealing with the fighters' schedules as well. Well, everybody's gotta fight, you know, you gotta roster these people. They gotta right. fight. And you can't you can't throw like five title fights on a card. Like that just No, you just gotta balance it out. But, but that um, Cody Stamen Saeed Nurmagomedov actually is kind might, of an yeah, intriguing. Yeah, fight. that'll that should be a decent one. Kick the card off. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. No, it's gonna be a big one. I, who you, uh, for the main event, real quick? Who are you taking? Are you taking Gain or are you taking Ngannou? Uh, I think I'm gonna take Ngannou, and the reason why is, of like all the the talk of like the new contract and like I think he's out there to prove a lot. Yeah, I he, think he's. I think he's gonna. That's a good point. I think he's gonna have a lot more to prove than um Gain does. Like Gain's gonna be a champion. Right, I don't think there's any doubt about that. He's still young, like I don't see him not being a heavyweight champion at some point in time. Right, I, I don't know if you agree with that or not, but no, I, I I think he's the real deal. I think I think I'm gonna pick him just because I'm gonna start off being a little riskier this year. Yeah, I but, don't blame you. Because he, and I might pick him too. I'm just saying if I had to like today, right now, gun to my head, you know. I'm probably going to go with Ngannou. Um, there's nobody in the world that has more power than that, man. Right. And that, that, goes, that goes for like boxing too, right? I don't think there's anybody in the boxing world that's got a heavier... Maybe Deontay. Yeah, may, maybe. Maybe. But, but kind of splitting hairs at that y- point. Exactly. Um. And the ah, God, the body mass behind Nganu compared to Deontay. Deontay's just got these long, lanky, like yeah. wind up arms. The power behind Nganu's stuff it's, is Yeah, just, his his are coming from the hips. Dude, you know, it's like it's it's, le- it's legendary. And yeah. I, we knew that when that uppercut from hell sent, you know, over him, you know. Through the through the standings. Yeah, like I felt like that was something out of the WWE, like right, yeah, like Hell this, in a this Cell, is Hollywood, type, Hell in a Cell type shit, like yeah, no, that was oh, weird. Smokes, but yeah, I think I'm gonna go with Ngannou. All right, I I think are are, are you, you what, oh go ahead. No, I, I just I think Gain might be able to get him to, on the ground to confuse him a little bit, you know, frustrate him, maybe get him whiffing a little bit. The problem is though, if he catches him at all, it's like who's gonna withstand that? So yeah, he he's gonna have to play the very smart, like work the jab, work the jab, leg kicks, kicks wear him down. If you can get if you can get uh, into the third round with Ngana, you got a real shot at winning the fight, right? Um, because he will he does tend to fade, um, and that is one thing too. It'll be interesting to see the uh, how the wrestling portion of it or just. Yeah, you know, what the, gra- the grappling portion of it transpires, if it if at all. What uh, what do you think of Hermanson and Strickland, dude? 
That huh. was supposed to be um what's this um I think I know who you're gonna say. It was supposed to be that fight was supposed to be um the guy that's been then on the hiatus at one Luke Rockhold's fight. Wasn't Rockhold yeah. supposed to fight? Strickland, you're Strickland. Right. And there was some bad blood there. A lot of people don't like Sean Strickland. Well, he's he's a he's a polarizing guy, you know. He's yeah. he likes to post about, you know, his potential mental health issues or yeah. post about um anger issues or beating the shit out of his sparring partner videos. Yeah. He's he, he's know. gone as far as saying like killing people, right? Yeah, like, like he's he's talked about that like on air with Ariel Helwani and like yeah, you know like yeah. the biggest platform for MMA fighters and things and yeah. just you know it's fine. questionable. Yeah, it's just it is questionable. Like you want to be open and honest with people, but you also like you you have to be saying some of that for the shock factor. Like totally, you know, and that's just kind of like. Well, now you're just, you're no different than anybody else. You're not edgy. You're just playing the game like everybody else. Yeah. So, some, I just, I'm, my jury's It's like the Mike Perry, my, let me bang stuff, you know, like. A little bit, yeah. 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 That should be an inter- interesting fight. I think it'll be a good test for Sean. Um, Hermanson's no joke. Nope. Um, so that'll be, uh, that'll be a good one, I think. 271 we can look forward to that too that's gonna be fantastic adesanya whitaker too i know you're i know bobby knuckles is is up for the test and ready i i'm just crossing my fingers for pure health for him all the way up until that i know Goodness i don't want to see i don't want to see that get rescheduled again no uh also added to that card Derek lewis tied to avasa heavyweight banger that should be a banger and a fun one leading up to it i think that that's kind of going to be one of those like I don't know. I I can maybe see him starting to talk shit to each other, but like I don't I don't think so. I think there's going to be a mutual respect and I hope that they both drink booties after together. Right, right. Like I hope that they I hope he can get Derek Lewis to drink something out of a shoe. Yeah. So, yeah, those are fun fun personalities. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh Cannonier and Brunson is on that same card too. That should be a uh that should be a banger as Runson's well. Brunson's on a tear right yeah. now. He's got something to prove. Yeah, He's, and Jared's no joke either. Dude, and, and honestly, like, you know, Brunson lost to Adesanya back in the day. Um, but he has been, you know, he put my, my guy Kevin Holland down. Like, he's been putting together quite the case. Yeah. And, and I bet people are a little worried about him right now. Yeah. If they weren't already before and they, you know, he's had some ups and downs. Yeah. Um and then is there you say he's got another fight night coming up after that? Oh yeah. The uh we're gonna find out how good Islam is. Islam Makashev. We're gonna find out how good he is on the ground as he takes on Benil Darouche on February twenty sixth, that fight night. That should be a awesome grappling match. That is, they got, and I can see why you didn't mention it because it's not very good. But they got a Rafael dos Anjos and Rafael Fiziev. Yeah, the battle of Rafael. 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 That's right before the mock. Fiziev, right? Yes. So that's right before. That's February nineteenth. So then seven days later, they got your Makachev. So they're doing their thing where they're lining up some pretty decent fight nights. Yeah, free fights. Yeah. But you're right. Benil Darush versus Islam Makachev. That. That's an insane 
insane fight night headliner. I'm stoked. I'm stoked for that one. That's a co-main pay-per-view quality fight. I would agree. 100%. That's insane. 100%. Um, I'm excited that they're going to... They're throwing some... They could have put they could have put Islam up against more of a striker, but I like that they're like, okay, let's find out how good you are on the ground. Are you the next Habib? Yeah. Like, that's, you know, that's going to be a true test. Like, if he can sit there and ground and pound and beat up Benil Darush on the ground for three rounds, five rounds, I guess, you know, or even knock him out somehow, like, impressive, man. That's going to be insane. Yeah. That is it. That's. I'm curious to see how good Islam's jiu-jitsu is. Because if, if, if he thinks he's just going to ground and pound him, he is in for a rude awakening. Right. Benil's no joke. No, Benil's and and Benil's been doing super good lately. It was his last, yeah, decision over Tony Ferguson, decision over Carlos Diego Ferreira, KOs Scott Holtzman, KOs Dracar Close. He's on a six, seven, seven, eight fight, a seven or eight fight win streak. Man, damn, yeah, damn. Ah, uh, all right. Some others that have just been announced since I started uh, putting together the notes for this episode. Uh, the big one, Jorge Masvidal, Colby Ooh. Covington, March Ooh. 5th in Vegas. The bad blood will get squashed. Yeah, they're, um, we're all looking forward to that. Like we were saying earlier, anybody fighting Colby Covington is going to be a good, good marketing move for uh for old dana yeah but and it's the first time that colby has fought on less than like he's always been like a fight like once a year yes and he's had like 11 to 12 months in between fights i think this is the first time that i can go back and look in like the last three or four that he's fighting in less time than that right i think he's probably because he knows he has to after the two losses to tomorrow yes so it's um it's gonna be fun. I know. I know. I know. Masvidal is probably chomping at the bit, and the buildup for that fight, the hype that will be like, that will be on the level of Daniel Cormier, John Jones, right? Connor Habib. Um, those are some of the biggest like buildups I can remember. And with with pure hatred, pure hatred. Yeah, like it's not gonna. <laughs> It's it'll be funny if it, if if they can even get to March fifth without like completely ripping each other's heads off or right or not, a strike or two yeah, being thrown. A strike or two are being thrown, yeah. So we're already gonna have stats before the fight even starts. <laughs> Dude. Three piece in the soda. Dude, there it is again. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, um fun year to kick off with Yeah, there's match. a lot of great, great matchups. Um I'm excited to get the uh, fantasy league uh, rolling again obviously next weekend will be the uh, first first card that we uh yep kick off the year which with. i probably need to i probably need to um i probably need to uh tell a few others about that to make sure if they see if they're in or out oh yeah yeah it's recruiting season yeah for the for the league that's right we always wait until like the week I know. before. Hey, <laughs> give me a hundred. Hey man, you got a hundred dollars? I can make it go or last for like an entire year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Good. 
You want to uh, hit the NBA? We're watching some NBA. Yeah, we right got now. some NBA in the background right now. Brooklyn and uh, Chicago. Yeah, how is this game going? I haven't been watching it too much. I've been uh, checking it's, in. It's been pretty. It was pretty close for a while. Um, I think it still is. Uh, Brooklyn's up by eleven. Oh, okay. So they're kind of pulling away. Which is that? That kind of mirrors the standings, right? Is it? Let me pull them up real quick. I just looked at them yesterday. Yeah, we're basically 40 games into the season, right? Right. And uh, we've got uh, we've got some surprises. I wouldn't say all are surprises. The East no. is... Uh, the, the importance of this game that's in the background right now that we're watching is it's the one and two out of the East. Right. right. Chicago is in the is lead. Is number one. Yeah, is number one. But I think... With this win, Brooklyn probably, if assuming Brooklyn finishes out and wins this tonight, then they would jump into the one, one spot. So yeah, it says they're two and a half behind, so maybe not quite. But oh, really? They're okay. But but it's a two game swing, right? When they're playing the one and two, so pretty close. Yeah, yeah. they might not take the one spot right away, but they'd inch a lot closer. And I don't know how many games that they might have had postponed due to COVID stuff. Uh, like, have they played less games? I can't. I don't have the standings up in front of me. So. Well, to finish them out here, got um the Heat and Bucks right after Brooklyn. Yeah, it's pretty close. Like they're all within. They're doing three and good. a half games of. First place. Pretty balanced year. What I like about the West standings is I like seeing the Grizzlies like well into the top five. Dude, they're so hot right now. They're 10 and 0. Well, they're they all. were a fringe team for the last year. You know, we, yeah. they were those teams we were kind of hoping yeah. would get in. Yeah. But it's really cool to see them. Right yeah. It, the, the, it, uh, the, the West is, I don't know that it's completely mixed up because you still got, uh, well, Golden State, obviously, like. We talked a little bit about them last episode, but like even since then, they're they're in second, right? They're a game back behind Phoenix. No surprise that Phoenix is up there. They yep. were, you know, in the finals. Last in the finals year. last year, but they've been doing all of this without Clay Thompson, which we'll talk about here in a few, um, and his return. But dude, just came out hot, just dumb, dominating. They got a lot of good role players. It feels like that team they had. Yes. You know, when Harrison Barnes was there, um, when it was just kind of getting Sean going. Sean Livingston. You know, the, when they, they went for the NBA record. Yep. Um, in wins for a season. Yeah, it, it's... Uh, you still got Dallas up there, Denver. I think some of the surprise, like, I don't know. what Are you, are you surprised by, like, where the Lakers stand right now? Do you think they're playing a pretender? Little bit. Are they playing pretender? You think they're just, like... And hey, I know that AD and LeBron both have missed some games or haven't mm-hmm. played in some games. Mm-hmm. Um, and like LeBron, I think is like second in scoring right now, so he's coming. On. Yeah, he's he's, com- he's coming into his. He's yeah, making everybody. He's, he's in the zone, but like he's, I'm just kind of. I'm. I don't know. I'm. They're in seventh right now. I I don't think forty games into the season, I would have expected them to be in seventh. No, but that's just me. No, four through six, you know. But yeah. I mean, they're like they're basically the Charlotte Hornets in the East, you know, just yeah. on that in that fringe. Yeah. So that's a that is a bit of a surprise. I would say, 
I would say Memphis being number three is a surprise because they were, you know, where the Lakers are last year. Like it's yeah. just, it's a, it's quite a jump, but there's still a little bit of a season. Yeah, they're the hottest team in the NBA right now, though. I mean, ten in a row, like they're holy smokes. I, they, yeah, yow. yeah, they've won ten in a row. They haven't lost in their last. The 10. Closest is uh, the Hornets in the East with four in a row. Yeah, it's the so, closest. Yeah, it's uh. Memphis is looking good, man. Um, with this Chicago team, like DeRozan and Levine are, are, you know, the kind of the bread and butter, I think, of the the glue or the glue, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I shouldn't say the glue, but I think the talent around them is what's going to take this team deep into the playoffs and potentially into like an. East Eastern Conference Championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe White uh, has played real well, especially since his return. I think they've only lost one game since he's been back, and he he didn't miss a ton of time, but it was enough that it was like, you know, he probably missed seven eight games. That that's a um, lot, you know. And they're still like, hey, they they won games without him, but. I think that that kid is, I mean, the guy, he's dropping like 17, 18, 21 points a game uh, since he's returned. He had, I think, one game where he like dropped 13. It wasn't his best night, but getting some solid, you know. You're right. He's averaging last 10 games, averaging 17 points. Yeah. You know. You're getting some great, great play out of their point guard position mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. And so I think. It just that's just one example of a a player around Levine and DeRozan that are that is going to help this team probably go far. Alex Caruso is arguably one of the best six men oh my gosh. In, in the game, and you know you got him coming off the bench and helping too. Like that's a great asset to have, especially when it comes to you know playoff time. Yep. So Lonzo Ball's in there supporting. I guess technically is does Lonzo run the point? Why did I why did I think Kobe? Maybe Kobe's a shooting guard. He no, he's you're right. He's a pointing a point guard. Is Lonzo and, and Lonzo? So they're just kind of like splitting time, maybe. Like, Must be. So they got some depth, man. Is Lonzo in the last ten? He's played slightly less minutes than Kobe White. Interesting, but barely. I mean, like. So they're cycling them in and out. Yeah. Be interesting to see if they ever put them on the floor at the same uh, time. Excuse me. I, Kobe White was like two minutes less a game. Sorry. Gotcha. Okay. So they look solid, though. Even if they lose this game tonight, I think they'll be there at the end. Right. Uh, you know. Yeah. You're we, still talking about a Brooklyn team that has Durant, Harden, and it sounds like Kyrie's coming know. back. I, I they, guess. I, think that's I, what I, I thought I saw, I saw that he was going to be playing as as of potentially sometime this week. Um, so, yeah. Dude, yeah, somebody posted, who's stopping this big three? It was Kyrie, James, and Durant. He goes, the Canadian border, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. You got some favorites to, uh, obviously there's you know, the favorites to win the MVP. Like, who do you, at this point, who do you think he? Who do you think is the uh, front runner in I, your opinion? I think I think Steph is gonna have the the magical, you know, 
he got it unanimously one year, right? Like he Yeah. I think it might be one of those where it's all about the Warriors this year. It could be. Could be. I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. Um, um, right now, I think KD's leading the league in scoring. LeBron's right behind him. Jokic is up there. Jonas is up there. Um, you're right. You got. I have a sleeper to be on the lookout for, and the reason why I say this is he is in the top five in two categories that I think matter most: points and assists. And that motherfucker is Trey Young. Oh, dude, I like that. So, you know, when you talk about the MVP, and, and there's not to say that there's not other guys that are in like you know top five to top ten in mm-hmm. two categories, but he's in the top five of those two categories: points and assists. And when you can score and you can facilitate that way, better than any other player that's on that list or in the running for an MVP. I mean. Yep. Shoot, if the Hawks get to an Eastern Conference final, which they have before. Right. Right. Like it would it would be tough even if he didn't get to the finals, it would be tough to doubt like not give that to Trey Young. Cuz you think the you think the the Hawks are going to go that far without Trey Young? Right. No. Exactly. The Lakers would still be a playoff team without LeBron James, I bet. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Still got and and it it pains me to say this because I would never want to see it happen, but like the you could argue that the Warriors could potentially still get into the playoffs on a year like this without Steph. You're right. It'd be really really hard, right? Really really hard. And I you know I'm not saying that it would ever happen, but I think it's possible. But without Trey Young on that Hawks team, there's no way that they're a playoff team in my opinion. You're right, because the only other people who are on two other spots, it's more like rebounds and blocks or assists and steals, you know? And yeah. they're not in the top five. Right. Well, I mean, like, Chris Paul's first in assists, second in steals. Or right. Rudy that Gobert's Yeah, that, that's the, that was the only other one that I saw there that was like... Right, but that's just one half of the game, an important part of the game, supporting d- part d- of yeah, the game. Yeah, defense, don't get me wrong, defense is important... Uh, I think we've always talked about like how there's a lack of defense in the NBA. So I can appreciate, I can appreciate those stats from Chris Paul Um, or Rudy Gobert. But when I, yeah, but when I see top five in points and top five in assists and we're only 40, just 40 games in, but I got to imagine he's, you know, assuming he stays healthy, Trey Young's probably going to finish in the top five of those categories by the end of the season. And to me, when you can facilitate that way, you can score that way, and you are, I mean, you are the person on that team. They don't get to the playoffs without a Trey Young, in my opinion. Right. Or they, they struggled mightily to get in. So, sleeper to watch. No, I, that's, a, that's a great point, man. You're absolutely right. Yeah, definitely not Jokic. Sorry, I said Steph. Shouldn't have said that. No, Steph. <laughs> Steph will probably. I wouldn't be surprised if Steph gets the. He. I wouldn't be surprised gets if he nod. gets it. I wouldn't be surprised if didn't Jokic get it last year? I, don't I can't know. remember who got it. I thought Jokic got it one year. We'll have to look at that up.
Um. Chicago favorites to win. All right. You want to talk a little bit about, or are you looking that up real quick? I'm looking it up. Did you make a mark? Yeah. Okay. We are recording right now, right? Oh, yeah. I just wanted to make sure we didn't. Uh, no, no. Yeah, so I was right. No, yeah, I was right. Uh, Jokic won he did. the, the okay. 2020, 2021 NBA Most Valuable Player Award. Okay. So, yeah. Would be interesting to see if he went back-to-back. Yeah. Good turn around for the rest of the season. Get, get, he's already up there. He's already up there. I mean, he's being mentioned in the, in the running. So, right. I think he kind of... You probably get that nod, you know, coming off of an MVP MVP year. Yeah. Even if you are like fifth or sixth in line, they're probably going to give. Oh, you know, he can probably win it again. If, that residual. Yeah. The residual accolade. Yeah. <clears throat> so we already mentioned it, but uh, how about the return of Clay Thompson, man? Dude, the ultimate Cougar. The ultimate Washington State Cougar. Nine hundred and forty-one days. Since his last appearance in an NBA game, um, in his return, he was limited to 19 minutes. He'll he'll continue to probably be limited for a, quite some time. I gotta imagine, just because they're doing so well. It's like, why does he need to play 40 minutes, 30, yep. 30, 35 minutes, whatever it is? Um, yeah, keep him, keep, keep him, him fresh. Monitored. But he dropped 17 in his debut. He didn't even, and he he came out and admitted he's like, I didn't really shoot that well, but. You know, mm. it's getting back into the swing of things. 17, drop 17 in 19 minutes of play. That's pretty solid, um, especially in your return. I think that, that just the exciting part for him is he's back out on the court where he loves to be. That's a long hiatus. You know, you tear your ACL and then, you know, tear your Achilles. It's just a lot Rude. to overcome. And there's probably a lot of time. I mean, that point after back-to-back injuries like that where you haven't played that long there's probably a lot of doubt right like there's it crosses your mind and i'm just proud of the kid man like that's a lot to overcome and you know one thing he said in his his uh post post game uh, press conference was try to just remind myself that tough times don't last tough people do you know and a great great saying yeah the great yeah and it's you know it's it echoes every self help book or every everything somebody tells you after they learn something like man it was tough but yeah once I got through it you know I feel a lot better about it. yeah I mean probably I on cloud, a lot. probably on cloud nine man yeah it's a lot to overcome so oh, we gotta we gotta Amber Alert yeah. Amber Alert holy shit endangered missing person Worley Idaho. We'll have to make that part of the episode. That was pretty, yeah, we'll have that to was, leave that in. That That's was pretty badass. Interesting. But scary, but also... Scary, yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, no, congrats to Clay, and it's wonderful to see him back. I can't believe how much firepower the Warriors have. It, they're, yeah, that's... If, if they go to the NBA Finals and win... I got to imagine he wins comeback player of the year. Right. Even as far in as the, you know, we are in the season. And it'd be tough for me at that point. 
I don't know how much they weigh the uh, the playoffs as part of like the MVP um, award, but I gotta imagine Steph would win it at that point. Yeah. Oh yeah. If the you know, assuming yeah. that all happens, like I would, I would venture to guess. So, anyways. NBA man, it's it's uh, shaping up to be a pretty awesome season. Uh, whether you're a fan of teams in the East or the West, it uh, we've got we still got plenty of games to play, but yeah, well should be, balanced. Should be league. fun to watch it all transpire in June. So, oh yeah, no, it's, it's it's we say it every time, but start watching them NBA, folks. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, from the NBA to NFL, it's that time of the year, man. Playoffs. Playoffs. You play to win the game. Dude, it's it's a very fun time. And and when, you know, it's unfortunate the Hawks didn't make it, but it also allows you to just like fully enjoy the the complete the complete playoffs. You don't have you don't have any things you need to happen, you know. I don't need certain people to win or certain right. people to lose. You know, you just watch. Sucks. Well, the talks look like pretty good towards the end of the year, but um, but these playoffs have the real the real killers in it. Yeah, it, it's gonna be a fun wild card weekend. I'll tell you that. Who do we? Who do we? We got, got games on Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. NFL schedule. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Saturday, the Raiders in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. New England in Buffalo. Correct. And then on Sunday, you got Philly in Tampa, San Francisco at Dallas, and Pittsburgh at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And Monday, Arizona at Los Angeles. Bro, it, and dude, three NFC West teams. Yeah. Why? Why? Should have been four, man. <laughs> <laughs> Is that possible now no okay no not not possible yeah the fact that there's three in it is Is shows you how good we are yeah like how good the division is yeah man it'll be an interesting interesting weekend like there's some matchups that are to me very intriguing and then i've there's kind of some ones and i'll probably be wrong about this but there's there's a couple where i'm like yeah i think that that team i i don't see that I see that game getting out of hand. Right. Like like Philly and Tampa. Potentially. I could also see that like all that going the when I say getting out of hand like holy shit, Philly showed up and what's going on. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I thought you meant like a like an ass whooping. It, they could very well get their asses kicked too. I wouldn't be surprised to see that. What which game do you think you'll t- pay most attention to? Ooh. Probably that New England Buffalo. I don't yeah. you know, I, I know they're all important, but the Vegas Cincinnati, I'm not I'm not too I, I'm hoping Cincinnati takes that. Philly and Tampa, like I said, I think I think Tampa's gonna beat that ass. Um I hope Dallas this is so weird for me between Dallas and San Francisco, two teams I cannot stand. But I really hope Dallas takes that one. I think they might kick some ass. I think they might put a hurting on San Francisco for some reason, and then uh, Kansas City, Pittsburgh. I don't know. Kansas City is kind of weird to you know. I don't, I don't. 
Pittsburgh might. Yeah, the, if the offense isn't firing on all cylinders, they are, yeah. they're suspect. That's for a sure. scary one. And then Arizona and LA, that's just going to be an incredible game. I'm I'm really looking forward to that one too. Yeah. So probably for the N- AFC, the New England Buffalo, NFC Arizona, Los Angeles. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, I would agree with you. I think um, the uh, the Buffalo New England game is very intriguing to me. Um, I'm gonna actually on the opposite of what I think that the Dallas and San Francisco game is gonna be a hell of a lot closer than you think. Okay. Okay. Um, and I actually think that the San Francisco defense is going to give Dallas some problems. All right, you might see some of that struggling. I, I, yeah, I, I see, um, and I, I think that it's really going to come down to a little bit of coaching. Ooh. Uh, I also see like San Francisco's offense from like matching up with Dallas's defense. And granted, Dallas's defense has played pretty well, but I think Shanahan is just, Kyle Shanahan's really good at, um, exposing the parts of your if there is a bad part i think he's good of good at exposing that with his offensive play calling um so you know that's kind of how i feel about it um and they're just they've been playing interesting football to me i mean they've got like you know Debo Samuel, Brandon mm-hmm. Ayuk, George Kittle. They've got these weapons. And Jimmy has Jimmy played pretty well last game. Um for the most part, I think. So it'll you never know. I mean, it's in Dallas, so they might go and you might be right, but I think that, that game is gonna be closer than we think. Okay. Okay. Um I also think that the Rams and Arizona game, I'll probably pay it quite a bit of attention to that naturally just being an nfc west guy like right. you know, being a seahawks fan I'll, I'll, I'll tune into that one um the other games i'm kind of like meh I, because it's the first game of wild card weekend i probably will tune into las vegas cincinnati yep um and i'm interested in that game because uh Derek like the way that Derek Carr has played in the last like three or four games is pretty special. Yeah. He's had, he's literally every game had to, uh, he's had to put the offense like on his shoulders to get them to the spot that they're in. Right. They weren't a playoff team before last week's game. Right. Naturally, there's some weird shit that happened there kind of at the end that allowed them to, Make sure that the Chargers didn't get in. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, he's he's basically had to play like every down. You know, and not that they don't, but the way that he's had to play in the last few games to get. I mean, he's the reason, big reason why they're a playoff team. Yeah, in my I mean, opinion, which is four in a row to end the season. Exactly. Like and they, but they had to. Mm-hmm. They had to win all of those games in order to get in. Mm-hmm. And so when you have that momentum and you have that never say die kind of attitude, like, man, that's that's the makings for potentially a special run at a Super Bowl, dude. Which is crazy to think 
after everything that they've overcome this year. Right. They're two like first they're they're two first round picks from the year prior. Right? Yep. Both not on the team anymore. John Gruden gone. had gone. Like it's a, it's kind of a special story. That it is. As much as you might be not like the Raiders, like I don't know. I don't have a problem with the Raiders, but I'm sure there's a lot of people like I freaking hate the Raiders, yeah, you know? No like kidding. I I think it's a special story and I'm kind of excited, but I'm also excited on the flip side of that to see how Joe Burrow handles his, you know, playoff circumstances. Oh, 100%. I'm I'm excited to see Jamar Chase in a playoff game as a rookie. Like <laughs> There's a that game to me is very interesting, um. So I'll probably tune since, in to that since, one as since well. Since he's been fun to watch for sure. Um, I think I saw. Was I talking to you about this? The odds earlier in the week on a twenty dollar bet for Cincinnati to win the Super Bowl. Um, I want to say it was like. Was it maybe plus eight thousand or something like that? Uh, so you know, a twenty dollar bet nets you four hundred <laughs> if they do it. I'm kind of like twenty bucks. I got twenty bucks to spend. Dude, shit, throw a hundred on it at that point, <laughs> <laughs> right? But I'm I, I'm thinking about maybe we should go out on Friday night to Quest. Just put a couple of teasers out there. Ten dollar bet here on this. Do some like parlays and see what wild card we- weekend brings us back, you know? Dude. Could dude. be fun. I know. We I, could report back on the next episode of we want any how money. those bets went, dude. I, I would like to I would like to do some more betting this year, you know. And you we know? could even you know what you could also do? You could maybe even parlay in a uh one of the fights from the card this weekend. Right. Right. We might have to make a quick trip out there on just Friday. Quick, yeah, just, just to stop off. We'll go real quick. We'll, we won't stay long. Maybe, yeah. maybe throw 20, 40 bucks in a slot machine, see if we hit 100, <laughs> and get the hell out of there. Yeah. No harm, no foul. No harm, no foul. I like it. I like it. Um. All right. Potential blowout. Who... Who got moving on? Let's. Odds oh, gambling in the gray state of Washington. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of spoiled this already, but I think we should go out on Friday night and maybe mm-hmm. place a couple bets. All right, all right. Seahawks. We mentioned this. Seahawks finished strong with consecutive wins. Yeah, yeah. It was a. Uh, you know, we wouldn't. It'd be tough to do this podcast to not talk about our beloved Seahawks I know. in some yeah. way, shape, or form. So we'll keep it quick. Pretty unsuccessful season. It was it was a tough season. Um, based on what I read today, it sounds like Pete is safe. Right. Um, which is, I think that's I'm okay with that. I don't think that Kent Norton is safe. I think that they will be hiring a defensive coordinator. Um, I think they have to. Uh, I think Shane Waldron's safe. I don't think that they're Interested in getting rid of him. And if Pete's staying, it kind of makes me think Russ is staying too. Right. Like, I don't think that they're going to potentially trade him like they said. Like, the rumors have been swirling. But who knows? I could be wrong. Um, a fun fact about their finish, 
is that no team in the NFL scored more points in the last two weeks than the Seattle Seahawks. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. How, I guess? I mean, they... Well, they beat up on Detroit. Yeah, that was... But then they threw up 38 on... uh, No one else was... On on Arizona. That's weird. Which, like, that Arizona defense is not bad. No, they're really good. I mean, they're not, like... they're, They're probably, like, fringe top 10. Yeah, but you know they've got a, a good they've got good defensive players on their team, right? right. Like, they're, sure they're missing like JJ Watt and Chandler Jones was hurt for a while. I don't know if he played in that game or not. I'm not. I'd have to. Go he back. did. He did. He did. Um, I saw him out there. But they're like you know when you throw up when you throw up thirty duped by Russ on that touchdown run. Sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Russ straight up. can't remember now. I'll have to look it up. I tweeted about it. Broke some. I sent it to you guys. Yeah, it was Russ breaking his ankles. Sorry. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Rashad Penny broke Chandler Jones' ankles. Yeah. In that game. Sorry. So there's also breaking news about that whole. Yeah. The, the whole like consecutive games, you know score you know most the new qualifier for um making the playoffs is actually based on points scored in the last two weeks of the season no way yeah so the seahawks are in man (laughs) what's happening you guys should have seen corbin's face he's like what dude where did i miss this man yeah what wouldn't that be something though I, mean, and I think what we learned from the last two weeks is the Seahawks can beat up on really bad teams. They can also beat very good teams. Right. Playoff teams. They can beat playoff teams. And I know that Arizona's not at full strength. They don't have DeAndre Hopkins. I, I don't think, to be honest with you, I think the Rams, the Rams might put a hurting on them this weekend. Yeah. Just saying. I think that that game could get out of hand. Uh, we were saying they look a little, little implosion. There's, there's, they're suspect, dude. I mean, you know, when they lost DeAndre Hopkins, that was a big blow. Yeah, that's a hurt. It's not to say that they can't win games. I just think they're gonna have a tough time. That's a tough out beating LA in LA, right? Um, and then after that, who are they gonna play? Like Tampa Bay? Right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I just don't see. I'm not, call me a doubter, but I don't. Uh, I don't see that happening. Holy sh- smokes! This Brooklyn Chicago game got out of hand quick. Down by 35 now. Yeah. Whoa. Yikes! Brooklyn making a statement. They don't even have KD and Harden in. <clears throat> oh, Kyrie is suited up. Look at him. Um. One unfortunate thing with the Hawks to finish the season was Quandre's injury, but it sounds... Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, I feel bad for the guy, but it sounds like the good news is... <clears throat> excuse me. The good news is it was... Uh, it dis- so the dislocation and the break were pretty clean. Um, not a lot of like structural damage with the dislocated ankle and surgery he should be back to full health in four months boom so kind of best case scenario if you're getting carted off the field you know like surgery required but 
And I think they did it that night in Arizona. Yeah. Like he he didn't even fly home with the team, I'm pretty sure. No, Tyler Lockett stayed with them. Oh, cool. I didn't know. Yeah, fact. I guess they're really good friends. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, um, you know, when you're getting covered by him every day. Yeah, practicing together for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it was a pretty incredible um, response by the entire league about Quandre. He's a beloved player. Yeah. By all. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers go out for a speedy recovery to Quan- Quandre Diggs. Him and Isaiah share the same birthday. Oh, he's the 22nd. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's the age of Aquarius. <laughs> I only know that because I'm four days later, and then my wife is six days later after, or two days after me, six days after That's Isaiah. so funny. Yeah. So what can the Hawks look forward to in 2022, Corbin? I think they can look forward to some some depth coming to their secondary because okay. it sounds like the folks who had to step up a little bit this year were exciting. It, DJ Reed had a good year, didn't he? Who's mm-hmm. the dude who stepped in for Jamal Adams? What's Ryan his? Neal. Yeah. Yep. He was fun. Didn't he get a pick um, against Detroit or against the Cardinals? He may. I think he may have. Or so. Or he almost got a fumble recovery or something. But like. You know, I think I think that's going to be fun. It's really exciting to have some confidence in the secondary again. Um, the way um, Carlos Dunlap was playing, mm-hmm. if he could play like that 50% of the season instead of just the last, like, 20% or whatever, <laughs> like, that would be exciting. Part of that was not his fault. He was on a snap count. Right, which, yeah. Which they shouldn't have course. won. They should have let him. They should have freed, freed the gesture. Yeah, so, um, and then, you know, it. I feel like, obviously, a healthy Russ is going to be, it's going to be good because he, he looked all right towards the end of the year, and despite DK Metcalf's, and I'm a big DK fan, he's, you know, he's turned into a diva. He's polarizing people. He's the new Richard Sherman, where people absolutely hate him or they like him a lot, and he's got... I love him. I love him too, and I, you know, Pete and Russ, or Pete said something about, you know, I don't worry about Russell Wilson or what the media says about Russell Wilson's intentions because I'm, I am confident in the communication we have. We're clear. We know what where we're right. at, and so I try to keep that in mind. And that Russ, Russ does that with his people. He does that with his relationships. No matter where Tyler Lock is at. Where DK Metcalf's at, Pete, Pete Carroll's at, he, he, the job is the job, and they're focused on the mission. And I think that's why DK likes Seattle. Or, or, you know, I think that's why he's a good fit. Is he's a competitor and he wants to win. And I, I just, it'd be great to see all of that, all of that, just even more congealed in the veteran, you know, the veteranness of them. DK is not the young. Yeah, it'll be his third year. Lockett set something of a record this year, whether it was his own career yards or if it was a, another franchise, you know, in a season career or in a season total yards. I don't know, but he had a wonderful season. Yeah. <clears throat> so I'm really looking for And then obviously if they bring Penny back and if he can stay healthy and if he runs at all like that, yeah, with well, hats off to Adrian Peterson for like all the, the coaching, coaching he did. And you know what? There was an article that was released by the Seahawks uh, today. Um, they're like, I guess, what would we be like the PR department or whoever writes for the team. But 
uh, it said Coach Adrian Peter- Peterson? Question mark. Yeah. But seriously, they kind of interviewed him about the whole process of like coaching up the running backs and just the kind of different mentality that Penny had the like last half of the season. And granted, you know, Penny was in a situation where Carson was obviously the starter, got hurt. Then Alex Collins kind of got the yep the the nod. The and there was games where like Penny was not even getting looks. And then all of a sudden he he started to get looks and you know. That was, and they brought in AP, of course, and then AP injured his back. But just the the influence that he had on those the stable of running backs that the Seahawks have, and then they talked to him about, you know, you know, what do you think about the idea of coaching? He, he kind of said, "I never thought about like coaching at the collegiate level or the professional level, and now, like, you know, I'm after talking with like Coach Pete about it." I, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, it'll be when I decide to stop playing football, which kind of like makes you believe like, okay, does he want to like continue to play like next year? Or, dude, is it time? Because I mean, with the effectiveness that he had and just like coaching up those kids, man, like as a, as a vet, I think he's a perfect fit. I've been telling a couple of my buddies on like group threads, like, dude, hire that man immediately. Give him a staff position. Like he, he just, he just, might have he might have created a fifteen hundred yard rusher for you next year in Rashad Rashad Penny, assuming he stays healthy, right? Carson hasn't really been able to stay healthy. And that's not to say that he won't be there next year, but you gotta think like you can still have a youthful Rashad Penny. DJ Dallas, dude. We don't yes. even know what the that kid's capable of. He he left after his sophomore year at Miami. Right. You know, so what could that guy be? Travis Homer is a stud. Like when he gets the ball in his hands, they got guys that can contribute. So can Adrian turn that, you know, be like a running backs, you know, assistant or, or just maybe just the running backs coach. I don't know. I mean, it's, when, it should, he's got to respect Seattle's yeah. philosophy of football, like run heavy. Totally. But, you know, he's, he's on board with it for sure. I'm excited to see a full, potentially like a full season of a healthy DS grade as well. Right. That's right. a weapon. Gerald Everett had his best, had a career year, his best, best year as an NFL pro. Um, didn't have too many more yards than he did the year before prior, but he had more touchdowns. Um, so they got him involved the way that they wanted. Like, you know, he was argue, arguably a good addition to that tight end, like position that they needed to. Phil, yeah, Phil beyond with, with Disley and able to kind of- um, Cody Parkinson has shown some some promise there. I think the most exciting player, though, that we can all look forward to is Jordan Brooks. Like mm. the guy set a oh single season record for the Seahawks in tackles. Uh, him and yeah, Bobby, Bobby Wagner. Yeah. Him and no, here's the deal. Even with Bobby being out those last few games. Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks collectively did something that no linebacker duo has done since 2000. Since go. since 2000, in 22 years, no linebacking core has combined for that many tackles in a season. You want to look at the top five uh, linebackers by tackle count? Jordan Brooks, Bobby Wagner, top five. There's no other, like, You've got one single guys from teams elsewhere. Right, right. You don't have any duos. I don't think there's a duo in the top 10. Which is insane. 
Yeah. It's insane to be so, so like good it's good to see that like okay, so we've got this we've got this good young linebacker next to Bobby Wagner. And I think what's most important about that is they've talked about how Bobby could be potentially a cap casualty. Um, right. I don't see that happening. I think Bobby Wagner is going to be a Seahawk for life. Yeah. I think he's going to retire a Seahawk. I think they're going to do everything they can to continue to make him, you know, the guy. And when you have something going that great, why would you get rid of it? No. He's still clearly a top linebacker. And, you know, don't tell me you can't afford him. Like the defense, it, he, you get rid of Bobby Wagner and you're, you better find someone that can fill those shoes just as well, if not better. And that's tough. No, that, you, you, that are, oh, where, you, where are you going to find that? You're going to find that in the draft. You don't have a first round pick. You're not going to go, <laughs> you're not going to go, you're not going to go draft Nicobe Dean from Georgia who just ripped it apart in the national championship right. game. Like, right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, you get where I'm going with that, but there's a lot to look forward to. I'm excited to see how they address the draft free agency. There's definitely going to be some holes they got to fill. Um, but yeah, some youth that we That's can. It's a pretty incredible stat, though, man. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting. Um, I'm stoked to. Uh, Jordan Brooks might be the next might be the next Seahawks jersey I purchase. I don't know. That'd be a good one. That'd be a good one for <laughs> sure because, like. You got to purchase for longevity, you know. A hundred percent. And you, you bought a Bobby Wagner jersey back when Bobby was drafted with Russ in what 2012, 2013? Yeah. Or 2012. Like, Some, yeah, something like that. You've gotten your money's worth. Oh sure. yeah. Oh yeah. You've probably bought in multiple variants of Bobby Wagner's jersey <laughs> at this point. Even the Omicron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. We close it out with the yeah. segments. Man. Yeah, we got uh, we got our, our last couple segments here. It's obviously been an awesome episode. Wanted to introduce a new segment, Trust or Bust. Trust or Bust. You can think of it kind of like fact or fiction, true or false. We like to call it Trust or Bust. Okay. So we've come up with some questions, and we'll both chime in on these. But to start it off, okay, and just for the uh, audience's um, understanding. We're basically going to ask a series of five questions. We're going to say uh, each whether we trust or, or we trust, trust that to be true, that question to be true, or if we're going to bust that question, and obviously we'll provide details as to why we, why we feel that way on both. But I'm going to kick it off. Let's do we'll it. just kind of go back and forth asking the questions. But First, first question answers. here, the Green Bay Packers will host the NFC Championship game. Corbin? Bust. You're busting? Yeah. Okay, who you got? I'm thinking the Bucks are going to host it. You think the Bucks are yeah. going to host it? All right. <laughs> so you're saying uh, that Green Bay falls in the divisional round. Is that where they would have they to? They would have to lose in the divisional round to potentially the Rams. I believe that would... S- oh, yeah. Or yeah. the winner, I guess... Of AZ. Yeah, I guess it would have to... I, I would have to look at it, but I would imagine it's probably... I'm good if that's the scenario for sure. I'm going to think Aaron Donald feasts on Aaron Rodgers. Okay. If they meet in that... So division. you're saying the Rams go to Lambeau and beat him after they lost to him there earlier this year? Didn't they avenged the, lo- no, the now, loss. Now you got me second guessing everything. So. 
Um, in, no, in, oh, by the way, it. and Lambo in January. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh God. All it's right. okay if you want to bust it. I nah, it. I want to bust it. I want to bust it. Okay. Tampa. I'm actually gonna agree with you. I'm busting it as well. All right. All right. Why'd you give me so much pressure then, man? Damn it. I think though that I think the Bucks and the uh, I think the Bucks and the Packers might go down though in the division. Ooh, round. all right. All I right. think we might see an interesting an interesting situation in the NFC develop. You think it? So you think Dallas? I think the Rams are the or the Rams are the are a complete team. Okay. Cooper Cup has been balling. Dude, it's insane how crazy. And that's that's a big reason for me. Um I will say this, it's going to hinge on how well Stafford can show up in the playoffs. Okay. Bottom line. He's going to have to be on his game. Excuse but me. they they it sounds like they might get I don't know if he's going to play, but Cam they Cam Akers is healthy. They might get him for part of the playoffs. Plus, Sony Michelle's been tearing it up. Like, yep. they get that run game going. Tyler yeah. Higby scored two touchdowns last week. You oh know, yeah, he's like, been balling. He started to kind of come on here at the end of the season. So I just I see I see the Rams, and guess what? The Super Bowl is in SoFi. What? More do the Rams have to look forward to than host being the host team of the Super Bowl, right? Like, and the and the you know that that's the on their mind. You know that that's on their, their minds mind. if they if they were like, oh, we get L.A. as our primary market and they're in the in the fight, dude. Yeah, it'd be huge. So that's I I think the I kind of have the feeling I think the Rams are gonna figure out a way to get there. And that Kurt Warner movie just came out, dude. They they'd all. Literally, we'd have to check their pulses every few minutes. They'd be dead with excitement. The only way that they would get to host, though, the NFC Championship game, um, is if uh, I'd have to go back here and look at who the sixth seed is. That's not Philly, is it? San Fran. Yeah, it was San Fran. Norway will take home. The most medals at the 2022 Winter Olympics. Trust or bust? I'm trusting that, man. Okay. I'm, tr- had, I'm trusting that. Tell me they're, why. They're the favorite, dude. <laughs> they are the favorite. They've been a top three meddling country for the last like three Olympics. I think they've taken two of those. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to trust the fact that they're going to be able to do that again. All right, and I'm going to trust my co-host on this show. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, I got one for you. The MLB lockout prior to the uh, the the MLB lockout will end prior to the start of spring training, which is five weeks away. I don't know. I feel like the buzz around this one's been pretty big. I feel like people are pretty freaked out about this one. Mm-hmm. But business is business, so I'm going to say they're going to get that sorted out, so I'm going to trust. Okay. Okay. Corbin trusts. Uh, I'm going to bust it. Okay. Um, and the reason why is all good things take time. Okay. And I, it just this, this type of stuff moves, in my opinion, 
That's like watching paint dry. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> unless they have some sort of like incredible like meeting tomorrow. I believe they meet tomorrow to discuss this with the players' union. Okay. Um, I I just getting something done in five weeks is, you know, from a legal standpoint, sorting it all out, getting everyone on the same page. You know, and you might have half of them that are happy and half of them are like, no, nope, no, nope, that doesn't work. You're for right. Us. It's amazing. Anything gets done ever with how long. <laughs> with how long Seriously. Takes. So that's that's the reason I'm going to bust it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they got it done. I'd be super happy if they did, because it just means that the Mariners can make more moves for their, you know, Seattle's new run at a World Series yeah, title. Here we, here we go. Here we go. Buckle up. All right. All right. You hit me with this one? Yep. What do you got? Brandon Moreno will successfully defend the flyweight title on January 22nd versus Davison Figueredo. This is a tough one, and I picked Brandon the second time, and I was really happy with his performance. But Davison's scary, man, and he was rocking Brandon in that first fight. Mm-hmm. Like, he... he was that was an incredible fight, but I'm gonna trust Brandon again. I'm okay. gonna go with him again. Okay. And um and it I just think he's he's hitting. We're seeing it's kind of like when Israel Adesanya was hitting his stride. You kind of just it's almost like an inevitability. You kind of just seeing someone mentally in the right place, and they're doing the right things with their success and mm-hmm. in, in leveling themselves up accordingly as they continue to hit these accolades i mean world champion of their division and next next for them is a straight up a solid defense a few more like you just kind of see these things start to occur and yeah it's scary every challenge like Mm -hmm. you're like oh man this could go the other way yeah davison's a bad dude yeah so you're never 100% confident, but I'm going to trust it, man. I, I think Brandon's going to be here to stay for a little while. I, I agree. I'm going to trust it as well. I think a lot of this, too, um, to piggyback on what you said, just the mental side of it, like how, how, how he's just kind of cued in with the focus. You know, um, He does the same thing that Rose does like prior to the fight. He's like telling himself like he's, in visual, like he's shouting it at the top of his lungs, like, he has this kind of like, they do that chant where like, I believe in myself, I will win, I will win, I'm the best, I'm the best, you know, like, and it's, <clears throat> I think that that has a big, big side of like, a, a lot to do with his success recently, but I also think there's a lot that goes into, this is for Mexico, man, this isn't for me anymore, like, after he became the first, uh, first Mexican-born fighter to win an M- like a, a UFC title, mm-hmm. um, especially with all the history with Mexican uh, fighters in, in the boxing world, like right. the champions there. I think that there's a lot of pride that goes into that now. Like, and it's a lot, it probably fuels him. Uh, I mean, it, I could tell how much it, it meant to him. And like when he got back and they were celebrating him the way that they did, it was, it was super cool for that country, you know, because sure they have like Canelo and they've had some great fighters over the years. Um, but to have that, you know, first UFC title come home to Mexico, 
I think that I think that he's going to carry that momentum into this yeah. fight too, and it's 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 a little he'll it'll be special for him again. I think. Yep. So. Yep. I'm going to trust it as well. All right. All right. I like it. Uh, you want you want to hit hit us with the last one? Yeah. Here? Let's get you the, the AFC will be represented in the Super Bowl by a team seated three and seven. Three through seven. Three through seven. Holy smokes. All right, what do you got, Trev? What do you got? What do you want? You want me to go first? You want? Uh, I'm going to trust this. <laughs> okay. It's, it's been a weird year for the NFL, and I, I think the Chiefs are vulnerable, um, and I also think the Titans are vulnerable. Like, uh, I think both of those teams, while they will have home football games, can be beaten. Um, yes. Titans, yeah. no Derrick Henry. Okay, yeah, sir. You still have A.J. Brown and Julio Jones, but you know both those guys have kind of, you know, they've been banged up this year. Sure, they're probably healthy now, but um, yeah, I just, I don't, and, and Tennessee's defense to me isn't super great. I could be, I could be overestimating or underestimating them, I should say, but I just, and, and it's the same thing with like, the Chiefs, I've seen some performances. Like, they were up 28-14 on the Bengals in Cincinnati, and the Bengals hung in there and beat them 34-31. So, I, and again, that's a road game. It's not tough to go somewhere else, right? Like, if you're going to lose a game, like, if the Chiefs are going to lose the game, probably going to lose it on the road, right? Right. So, they get home. They're going to get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Arrowhead, don't get me wrong. Real tough place to play. Right. But imagine if, like, since he got back there, you know, to that AFC championship game, shoot, what's the last thing we remember about the Bengals? How they came back and beat us yeah. in our own. Or, and then, oh, they, they're coming here to, we, you know. All the momentum in the world at that point. It's, yeah. So I just, I see a lot of the, the, the teams that are three through seven, um, you know, the Bills, the Pats, uh, Cincy, Pittsburgh. You know, those are some, like, teams that are, sure, they're underdogs, but they can hang. Dude, They yeah. can hang. And I don't see that so you much, do not maybe. sleep on them. Yeah. I don't maybe see as much of that in, in the three through sevens mm-hmm. of the NFC. I guess I could be wrong there. You got Dallas. You got... <laughs> You guys are actually pretty. I, I I'm I'm eating my words here. You got a pretty strong three through seven over there, but I I did talk about how I didn't really think that like Green Bay or Tampa Bay were gonna host mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. an NFC Championship game. So I I just think it's gonna be there's so, been so much parity in the NFL this year. It's been a weird year. I wouldn't be surprised if we have like a four seed and a five seed from each each conference in representing. You know the AFC and the NFC because maybe it's kind of like a schedule thing where yeah your your record is reflective of an easier schedule you have more W's right but those those wins came easier versus hard fought earned wins with more of a middling record but you're battle tested yeah you know yeah you can go either way I like it you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna trust that with you dude because. I think it's wide open this year. I, I, and like back to the Raiders too. Like yeah. they've won four in a row. They've had to win four in a row. 
Like it's kind of like that. They've got this destiny mentality. Yeah. And they're a five seed, right? Right. So I just to me, I, I think that it's. I think the AFC is going to be. I could, and I wouldn't be surprised if I'm wrong, but I think the AFC is going to be represented by a team that's not the Chiefs or the Titans. Yeah, I like it. So I like it a lot. You convinced me for sure. Love well, that's our new, trust or bust segment. Dude, we'll be I doing love that, that move new segment, man. That's yeah, awesome. We'll we'll be doing that moving forward. Just kind of a good little banter back and forth, how we feel about each question, and we'll try to keep it relative to just the time period, right? So, like, our, you know, we'll we'll talk about stuff that's within the horizon, so that like we can circle back on it at the next episode and just yep. be like, "Hey, we were right, you were wrong. <laughs> Screw yep. off, bro." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, I'm keeping score. Yeah, well, maybe we should keep score yeah. over the over the course of uh, 2022. Yeah, we there's got to be a way we can, and we should just start now with the first episode and just like make a point. You know, part of the process is let's recap a little bit more. But. Yeah. You want to do some walk-offs? Close this out. We got it. Yeah. Doing a solid. Yeah, absolutely. Solid two hours almost. Oh, yeah, we're Perfect. we're uh, we're almost at the two-hour mark. So hopefully, we'll be able to trim it down to. Uh, oh yeah, we you know, will. A nice little hour and a half, maybe. But yeah, no. It'll um. Be a good one. Yeah, man. Some good walk-offs since we last uh, from since our last episode. Uh, one that I thought was pretty incredible. Uh, especially considering like. I would have thought this has already happened, mm-hmm. but um, DeMar, DeMar DeRozan and his back-to-back game-winning buzzer beaters is the first time in NBA history uh, that any player has ever uh, accomplished that feat. So, hey, hats off to DeMar DeRozan, man. That's a walk-off, yeah, dude. Back literally. To, you said, a, you said he was the first person to ever do it in the NBA. Pretty cool, you know? That's It'd be interesting to see if that record's ever broken. I know. And, you know, like, we're here in 2022, and it, no one's ever done that. No, yeah. Aren't they I celebrating thought, 75 years this year yeah. in the NBA or something? Yeah. Dude. Yeah. So. That's a good one. Um, Another, another walk-off, and this, this one's kind of near and dear to my heart because he's on one of my fantasy yeah, teams, and yeah. I drafted him, and I'm super excited about what he's going to be. But uh, Jalen Waddell has set a record. New NFL record for catches in a single season as a rookie, previously held by Anquan Bolden with 101, I believe, in the 2003 season, maybe? I'd have to go back and check the, the year, but um, or maybe it was 2013. Um, that would maybe make a little more sense. See what he was a rookie. Anyways, Jalen Waddell sets record, 102 catches as a rookie, man. Just balled out. PPR maniac. Dude, maniac. That's a walk-off, bro. That is a walk-off. Um, and before I pass it over to you for yours, the last one I have, and we've already talked about it a little bit, but after 941 grueling days, Clay Thompson has graced us with his presence again. The hard work, blood, sweat, and tears to get back to where he is today is undoubtedly worthy of a walk-off. Congrats, Clay, and go Cougs. Go Cougs. That's a walk-off, bro. That's a walk-off, bro. All right, last one. This one we got to watch. Uh, it happened a little bit ago over the break, <clears throat> but in the in the X Games on the, the skateboarding, the vert event, which Tony Hawk was participating in this event, and he was interviewed and was quoted as saying, if you build it, I will come. And he said there's a <laughs> severe lack of vert events 
in skateboarding these days. So he showed up, and <clears throat> I got to give a little context for this because it's a little, little incredible. What they do is they let everybody just go for a free time. You know, there's mm-hmm. a 20 minute time limit or whatever. And so whoever it's best trick, whoever can land the best trick within the time limit. Once time limit limit ends, everybody gets one final attempt. So no one's landing anything in okay. regular time. Tony Hawk goes for his final move, lands it. They had this addition, this modification of this rail in the middle of the vert. He hits that, grinds it a little bit, lands, ends his run. So that was the best trick so far. This whole event, this 12-year-old Brazil, Brazilian skateboarder, I'm going to butcher his name, Gui Curi, or Guy Curi, had been working on a 1080. Oh, wow. He's 12 years old. I mean, the kid looks... That's insane. Yeah. His final attempt, he nails it. Oh, wow. To win the event against... Tony Hawk as a competitor in the series. That's crazy. That's a walk off, bro. That's a yeah, to do that in front of Tony Hawk, who's probably his idol. It yeah, you know, legend. Yeah, yeah. He's Le- the yeah. he's he's the the Derek Jeter, the Tiger Woods, yeah. the Michael Jordan, the LeBron, the Steph Curry of the sport. Yeah. He's the one. Everybody's heard of Tony Hawk. Yeah. So, that was fun. We just we were watching some X Games, and you know what happened right after I texted you is they were playing some cornhole championship. Which you oh watch, yeah, you want to watch some people throw some bags? Oh, dude! Goodness gracious, it's insane. That was the most in- incredible cornholing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's what you meant <laughs> when you said it. <laughs> and with that, well, shoot, man, that's that's uh, that's been. That's been a, quite the episode. We've uh, covered a lot. Yeah. Good to catch up. I'm glad we were able to do this. Hell yeah. Heck of a start to 2022. Um, we'll be back in February to talk more about some of the other upcoming events. I'm sure we'll have yeah. quite, uh, quite a lot to catch up on, on whether, it be the, uh, whether it be MMA. Uh, at that point, too, it'll be interesting to see if hopefully we can get maybe an episode in shortly before the uh, Super Bowl. That'd be, yeah, that'd be, I was yeah, just thinking that'd that. be cool to do one Super Bowl week. So, yeah, stay tuned for that. We'll try to make that work. Um, yeah, maybe and, like right after the the championship games, like right, right before or maybe before the conference championship. Yeah, I yeah, don't know. yeah, might be a little tight, but we'll figure it out. We'll uh, we'll keep. We'll keep everyone on the loop on that. But uh, it's been an awesome episode. Episode 25, Making the Cut with Corbin Trev. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call the, it a yeah, comeback. Yeah, don't call it a comeback. Uh, pertains to uh, our beloved Clay Thompson. Don't call it a comeback because he was already a winner. He, he you know. Yeah. It's, it, sure, it's, he's overcome a lot and it is a comeback, but don't call it a comeback because he's already a baller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's been fun, man. Yeah, appreciate you, Trev. Yeah, appreciate you too, man. We'll uh, we'll, we'll we'll catch up with everyone here in February. Um, be well, stay safe, yeah, and stay uh, safe and healthy. Stay stay warm out there. We'll uh, we'll catch up with everyone here soon. Awesome. Peace. Later.